0: Welcome to Chit Chat and Chai with your host,
1: R C Mala, and Ritu. Hey there, dear Chit Chat and Chai listeners. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all enjoyed our last episode headlined, fun and must-see, and were able to laugh and giggle along with us. We had an amazing time recording that one. As promised on our last episode, I had an unanswered question from Mala. She stumped me. Mala, you do realize that right got <laughs> me on the spot <laughs> Yes, always what if I could be part of a moment in history, and what would it be well at that point I couldn't come up with an answer, so I thought about it, and there are many places and times in history, I would have loved to be part of but. Thinking about it, my ideal moment would have been to see India gain independence in 1947. I would have loved to be part of that celebration, knowing that so many of our ancestors and grandparents fought for it. Even though that was a moment in history and I was not born in it, I know we can celebrate independence and freedom in many ways. And one such way is going to be talking about the topic we have today, freeing ourselves from preconditioned thoughts and ideas and stigmas becoming more accepting, tolerant,
2: and loving towards our fellow human being. Today we're going to talk about autism, or autism spectrum disorder. ASD for short, and this is how we will address this condition throughout the podcast. ASD is characterized by challenges with social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech and nonverbal communication. Because autism is a spectrum disorder, each person with autism has a distinct set of strengths and challenges. And the ways people learn with autism, think, and problem-solve can range from highly-skilled to severely-challenged. Did you know that according to the Centers for Disease Control, autism affects an estimated 1 in 44 children in the United States today? That's just the United States. It'd be interesting to see what the world numbers would be, especially if people still have a big stigma on it, might not even be an accurate number. Yeah, we hope to highlight um, the importance that children and adults diagnosed with ASD need to be free and independent of society's stigma. They can be independent in thought and action and be free to live like any other human being, and that is treat them with love and respect.
0: Ladies, did you know that there are many famous people in society who have been identified with ASD? Um, mm-hmm. Albert Einstein, Sir Isaac Newton, Nikola Tesla, Steve Jobs, Michelangelo to name just a few. Leading to the conclusion that some people identified with ASD can go on to lead fulfilling and meaningful life. To help us understand ASD, we have with us today Sonia Kadakia, a speech language pathologist and behavioral analyst working for the breyal Linda Unified School District. She has an emphasis on early intervention in the treatment of children on the autism spectrum. I asked Sonia before interviewing her if there were any do's and don'ts people should remember when talking to or interacting with a person identified with ASD. And her answer was simply treat them like a human being. Let's hear from her and learn more about ASD. Hey, Sonia. Welcome to Chit Chat and Chai. Please tell us briefly a little bit about yourself
3: and your background. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Sonia Kadakia, and I am a dual-certified speech-language pathologist, often referred to as an SLP, as well as a board-certified behavior analyst, which is also referred to as a BCBA currently work in uh, Brea, California, um, and I am the Behavior Specialist at the Brea Linda Unified School District. And I have been working in the area of autism for about 25 or so years, um, so it's, it's a topic I'm very passionate about.
0: Sonia, could you please explain what ASD is and what do you do in reference to ASD?
3: So, ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder, is a neurodevelopmental diagnosis that affects communication, social interaction, learning, and behavior. And in my district, I work to implement uh, behavioral strategies and evidence based practices um, in developing classrooms and working with teachers so that they are best able to address the needs of our students with autism.
2: So, um, can you? Explain what causes autism in the brain and is autism genetic?
3: So there's still a lot of studies being done on autism. Currently, it is believed to have a genetic predisposition because we see it in families. We see it in twins. But there is no uh, racial or ethnic or socioeconomic barrier. It uh, spans all ethnicities and all racial lines as well as socioeconomic lines. Currently, um, the prevalence of autism is one in 44 children.
2: So yeah, I'm just, this is um, a little off track, but What, what what do you think people did back in the day when nobody knew what autism was?
3: You know, that's a great question. I feel like if you think back to yourself in school, there was always those students that kind of set themselves apart that you kind of looked at them and you were like, Hmm, and maybe we labeled them as nerdy or robotic or things like that. And so, um, we weren't, we weren't as good at identifying autism back then. A lot of times it would be identified with somebody that maybe had a developmental disorder or was intellectually disabled or they were um, labeled as quirky or nerdy or robotic or weird. And so I think back in the day, I think it was probably prevalent, but we just didn't have the same um, knowledge that we have today.
1: So usually Sonia, what age can a parent identify that their child may be on the spectrum and are boys more likely to be diagnosed than girls?
3: So currently the prevalence of autism is more in boys than in girls, but it is seen in both. And now the research has gotten to the point where we're able to identify as early as 18 months of age. And there are studies now looking at eye gaze and neural pathways, and they're getting better at identifying it even younger and younger.
1: So what are the, some of the early signs and symptoms that like a parent or a caregiver maybe um, can identify? So some of um,
3: some of the things that might not necessarily autism, but something that you might want to talk to your doctor about when your child has difficulty responding to their name or they have difficulty imitating either gestures or sounds or actions where you notice kind of a reduced uh, facial expression or an over or under reaction to things in the environment. Sometimes you'll notice a delay in speech or a lack of speech. And we'll also see sort of intense reactions to light, sound, or smell.
0: Uh, Sonia, once a parent suspects that their child may have ASD, what are the
3: screening tools and who should they approach for advice? I mean, your best person is going to be your medical practitioner first and foremost. Um, in the United States, we use something called MCHAT, um, which is the Modified Checklist for Autism in Toddlers. And so that's used um, in a lot of our pediatrician's office and then there's also assessment that's called the ADOS which is the Autism Diagnostic Observational Scale and that's considered to be sort of the gold standard of autism diagnosis. I mean are there any
0: medicines available to help or is it generally therapeutic treatment?
3: So treatments such as speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy have been known to be very beneficial Um, and autistic uh, learners. But we also know that um, there's a comorbidity with autism. We see autism and ADHD or autism and OCD or autism and anxiety. Um, So a lot of times medication can be used to help some of the symptomatology that is associated with autism. So we'll see right now, the research is showing about 70% of students with autism, by the time they're 12, do require some sort
2: of medical intervention to um, assist with those things. You know, something just came to my mind. I'm thinking sometimes parents will not want to admit that their children are different or are not developing normally. Do you see that as a problem where parents? You may see the issue as a teacher or an outsider, and then when you tell a parent, they're in denial. That must be common don't you think
3: i mean it's very common and we do definitely see it more so in our south asian community um and we see sometimes even a delay in diagnosis because a lot of times they're just being a boy or they're just being compunctious or uh, things like that so sometimes uh diagnosis is sometimes a little bit later in our community for that reason and yeah we do see that as well in terms of not wanting to see that something is wrong with our child, I think it's important to keep in mind that um, autism is a neurodevelopmental difference, um, and maybe looking at it as a difference versus a disorder. So we know that students that have that are autistic, they have just a different way of viewing life, and we need these unique perspectives to solve some of our unique problems in the world students on the spectrum have a hyper uh, attention to area er- certain areas they're highly detailed um they look at things um, in an out-of-the-box perspective so um i encourage parents um out there that if you are thinking that your child might have autism or you're thinking that autism might be something you need to address that um It's not, it's not something that is bad, but just looking at it as my child learns differently and I'm going to need to get him some support to assist with his learning differences.
1: You know, that's really interesting that the South Asian community, you know, still has some, some kind of stigmas in, whereas I think they always think when there's a child born in the family that, you know, this is the... Golden child, and oh, you know, everything is wonderful. They're going to become stars and whatever they do, because we tend to always equate it with like high achieving children. And uh, not to say that I, children with ASD cannot go on to
2: live wonderful lives. No, but it's a very important note. It's important yeah. for parents to know that the children are just. They're not wrong. They're just different. You know, there's nothing wrong with them.
1: And
3: I think it's important to realize, look at Elon Musk. He states that he is on the spectrum and he has solved some of our most unique problems in the world with his unique perspectives. I mean, Who would have thought about a Tesla driving down the street? Remember the first time we saw a Tesla and we thought, oh my goodness, how unusual is that? And so, you know, some of our most brilliant thinkers like Albert Einstein are also considered to be or thought to be on the spectrum.
1: So when coming to that then, when we often hear of people comparing a savant with someone having autism, extremely high intelligence of photogenic memory, is that classified as Asperger's? But what are some of the differences between autism and Asperger's? So we
3: used to classify them differently in the DSM, and now everything is classified as autism spectrum disorder. But we want to take a look at it in terms of neurodiversity. Now the autistic community themselves they don't want to be labeled as something wrong or something that needs to be fixed. They want to be identified as autistic, and they want to be identified as neurodivergent. And so when we look at that, um, we look at it in a span or spectrum in terms of support. So some something that historically we called Asperger may have low support needs um, in the community or in school, as opposed to Maybe our more uh, nonverbal or non speaking individuals might need high support in schools or out in the community. So I think right now there's no differentiation between Asperger's and autism it's kind of all under the same umbrella. And now the umbrella is shifting to talk about neurodiversity, as opposed to you and I maybe on this call might be considered neurotypical in that we had a very typical development, but now we're looking at neurodiversity. And that also includes ADHD, obsessive-compulsive disorder, Tourette syndrome, anxiety. All of these things are considered to fall under the umbrella of neurodiverse thinking.
1: So one real quick thing that I wanted to just bring up that sometimes um or it's been quite common I don't know if it's in the South Asian community, children getting vaccinated and being linked to autism that is not true, correct is that?
3: There are several, several studies, um, and it's, uh, I don't have the numbers on me, but it has been uh, looked at in several ways. And so currently there is no correlation between vaccinations and autism. I do suggest that parents talk to their medical practitioners about vaccination, um, and if they're not comfortable, uh, talk to them about uh, spreading out vaccinations or uh, talking about uh, different time periods uh, for their vaccinations as well, because vaccinations can have an adverse reaction, but it may not necessarily be autism.
0: Someone who has been diagnosed and is seeking medical uh, therapy for ASD can go on to live an independent and fulfilling life.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the goal for um, every practitioner, every therapist, every teacher is to do as much as we can to make our autistic individuals independent. Um, And one of the things that I encourage parents is uh, if you have a child that's on the spectrum, you know, talk to them about their autism, talk to them about their neurodiversity, and encourage them to advocate for themselves. This self-advocacy, I feel, is lacking even in my own children sometimes as well but it's even more important with our autistic individuals is that they advocate for their learning differences they advocate and say i you know i have trouble looking at you in the eye so i might look away but i'm still listening to you so encouraging our our kiddos to be advocative in terms of their learning differences or their communication styles. That's a very important factor. I think it's important. A lot of parents shy away from talking about autism when their children are young because they feel they'll grow out of it, um, or it may go away. But I think it's important that we identify and celebrate those learning differences and, and teaching our kids to advocate all, all the way through, even through college, even, Mm -hmm. you know seek your professor out, ask for extra time on your tests, ask for a quieter location to take your tests. All of these things are sometimes taught too late to our students with autism. And I feel like those conversations we could have earlier. Parents definitely do need to be educated more if they have an autistic
2: child so they can learn all these things. So in all the tools that are available to them, like you know, going to the schools and letting them know, then the school will work with them. So I don't think I knew that I could do that.
3: Oh, uh, definitely. You can all in, in the United States, if you have a suspicion that your child is on the spectrum or a suspicion of any learning difficulty or difference, it's important to reach out to the, to your teachers and let them know your concerns, because there are a lot of practices and strategies in place that can assist.
1: So just really going quickly back to what you said about parents. Are there is there any training or learning for parents as well who have autistic child to understand how they should approach their children or navigate around this? I mean, there's a lot of information online, but
3: there's a lot of uh, information, community resources. In California, you go through regional center, you can participate in parenting classes as well and supports uh, in the home for yourself. Um, So there are a
1: lot of resources out there for parents. This is a very large topic and I think we've just even barely touched the surface, but Sonia, we're so thankful that you've taken some time out with us and joined us this morning to talk about
2: it. Appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank
3: Thank you, Sonia. Pleasure.
2: Thank you, Sonia, for sharing your expertise with us on ASD and for the wonderful work you're doing to educate people on how to treat people with ASD as human beings. So, by the way, um, didn't you guys mention that there were some shows for people who may be interested in learning more about ASD? Yeah, my, uh, Mala just recently
0: I saw something on I think it was Netflix. It's called A Typical. And uh, there's another one called The Good Doctor, Love on the Spectrum. Um, I've just started watching A Typical as well. Okay. I really enjoyed it. So. You're liking it. Yeah, you're enjoying yeah, it? Very interesting. How I about have you? you,
1: too? Yeah, I, I have that one um, on my list of to watch. Um, but right now there's and I just happened to stumble on this just as we were putting this autism uh, segment together, it's on Netflix called The um, Extraordinary Attorney Woo. It is in Korean, and so you have have to read the subtitles, but it's a really good series, and it's about an attorney with a very highly skilled attorney with autism. So I think if anybody gets
2: a chance, watch it. It's it's Hmm. really good. Interesting. And shout out to all the networks for bringing this again to the forefront and an awareness. More awareness. So yeah, before we end, um,
0: I wanted to share a poem with you all written in Hindi by Vishal Vij of Surin Seoul, Soul, dedicated to all children with learning disabilities. It's called Thoda Hatke Heham. The video is available on YouTube, which we'll be posting on our Instagram and Facebook page. The English translation is also available on the video, so please enjoy and share.
4: थोड़ा हटके हैं हम, पर सच्चे दिल के हैं हम। थोड़ा हटके हैं हम, पर सच्चे दिल के हैं हम। माना तुम्हारी दुनिया से मेल नहीं खाते, तुम्हारी दो गली बातों से हैं हम कतराते, पर जो हैं मुँह पर हैं, पीठ पीछे दूजा राग नहीं गाते। हमारी अपनी है हस्ती है अपना ही गुण, लूटा देंगे तुझ पर हम खुश जो है तेरी जिंदगी में यहाँ रख जावो गम, थोड़ा हट के हैं हम, पर सच्चे दिल के हैं हम, हमें हलके में मत तोलना, सोच समझ के मुख खोलना, जो ना समझ पाव हमारी प्रतिभा, बेहतर है कुछ ना बोलना, हम तो फिर जो मन में है कैसे न कैसे प्रकट कर देंगे, वो होगा बहुत खूबसूरत जो पन्नों पर अंकित कर देंगे। क्योंकि है वो एक आईना जो है सच के रंगों से भरा हुआ तेरी झूठ की दुनिया से परे और निर्दयता से बचा हुआ हम पर दया दिखाकर ना अपना तुम अपमान करो इस सोच को अपनी बदलो और खुद पर ये एहसान करो जो अब भी न समझे बात तो दिमाग पर लगाओ थोड़ा दम थोड़ा हटके हैं हम पर सच्चे दिल के हैं हम
2: and as always please forward our links to your friends and family and ask them to pass it on further we would love to see our Chikchat chat and chai family grow also make sure you stay tuned in for our episode next week on domestic violence connect with us on facebook and instagram and make sure you send us your comments and suggestions We really do appreciate all your feedback.
0: So we meet again. Remember life is not short. Life is unpredictable. So
2: always, always strive to stay happy.
1: And add a little spice to your life and join us again for a little chit chat and chat.